Hi everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's On Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the number of subscribers Disney Plus has. We're going to be talking about some changes that might be coming due to some um, cost cutting. We're also going to be talking about some of this week's biggest new releases, including Andor. And at the end of the episode, and I'll say this at the very end, we're going to be talking about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. But before we go any further, just a quick bit of housekeeping. If you haven't already done so, make sure you subscribe here on YouTube to the podcast. You can also find us on the audio platforms, including Spotify, Amazon. You can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook. So you can find us on all the different ones. If you could follow us on all of them, that would be great because you know there's stuff going on in the social media world that's kind of jumping around a little bit. So always worth doing so. And a big thank you to all of our Patreon and YouTube channel members. And I will give you a shout out in the middle of the episode. Right, so let's jump into it. Now, last week was a little bit different. We had a very last minute change with my wife jumping in. Um, literally at the last minute to um, do it. And of course we realized then, you know, it's like, she's never actually ever been on a video before. She's never done anything. So she was a bit nervous. That's why it was a little bit shorter because she kind of, it's like, as, as if you look back at our first videos from a long, long time ago, you really just, you know, how it's kind of weird of how natural you take it. But I want to say today, it is the third year anniversary of Disney Plus launching in the United States, Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. Because it's not really the, official because Netherlands was like six eight weeks before it so it's kind of this would have been Disney plus day had they not moved it to September this year um we did get a little extra short this morning but we'll talk about that one a little bit later on um but yeah so it's uh, it's the third anniversary of Disney plus launching properly um it's kind of funny as well because it's also this week is our fourth anniversary of what's on Disney plus officially launching um yeah that's right yeah we're older than Disney plus <laughs> um it's like we're actually now going next week we're actually going into year five of the podcast i mean that's just quite insane when we (laughs) just like wow okay yeah so this is yeah our fourth our fourth year anniversary this week of the podcast and then we're going into year five and then we were doing stuff for years before that as the this kingdom podcast but yeah it's kind of quite weird to think of how long it's, it's kind of like it's just like standardized now it's weird to think about how many ups and downs there have been through there because like that first year, you know, everything feels kind of optimistic. And then you get through the, the doldrums of mm, content COVID. drought. And, and now we're in the, not quite a, you know, well, in the outside of the U.S., you've got like a, a huge content, you know, flood every single week. Mm. And even here, though, we're getting uh, big drops pretty mm. much weekly uh, yeah. going forward. But it's only like one or two compared to the U.K. and elsewhere. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. But yeah, so it's, it's kind of funny that I mean, they're launching a new like ad campaign today um, in the US, um, which kind of makes sense. It's kind of a bit of a weird one because um, it's kind of it's like a kind of weird thing. Of, like, I know some people are like, well, they should have done Disney Plus today and all the oh, today. It's like, but the date doesn't mean anything to like um, what 96 of the countries that have got Disney Plus. <laughs> so it's just like, it only really means, it's, yeah. So there's, there's it's picking a day is not good. I don't know whether or not. You know, it's like now, and I do think we we definitely saw it from D twenty three. You know, they 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 announced so much back at the investor day that they're still kind of catching up. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it's hard to believe. Yeah, four years of the podcast now going into year five. I mean, yeah, it, that's that's a that's, that's pretty good for any podcast. But yeah, to be doing this every week, um, and I think of just like how many different rooms I've done. <laughs> I was in I was in a store cupboard at the at my cafe that I had for a while, and then I was in the spare bedroom at my in-laws, and then I was under the stairs. 
<laughs> I I have moved location several times as well. And yeah, so no, it's nice good. actually. Yeah, it's nice being in, in what we call the studio, or as my mm-hmm. wife calls it, the toy room. <laughs> I wonder why. Yeah. Right. So let's jump into it. So let's talk this week. So this week we did have the quarterly financial results. Um, so it was also the year one. Some good news for Disney. Well, it was kind of good news, bad news, really, because um, now Disney Plus globally has 164.2 million subscribers. Um, that's up 12 million on the last quarter. And I don't think they actually launched in any any new countries in that one. So that's quite a good, good pull in. So they have 46.4 million subscribers in the US and Canada, which they call the domestic market. There's 56.5 million subscribers internationally, which doesn't include the hot star or obviously the domestic and then Disney uh, Disney Plus Core is this new function that they're using, which is 102.9 million. And then Hotstar is at 61.3. Hulu's still doing pretty good at 47.2 million. And ESPN Plus 24.3. But those ones, they're growing every month. But obviously, they can't grow at the same speed because they're only um, in the US. But yeah, I mean, that was a good, strong push. Revenue was down a little bit. Um, They are really struggling with Disney Plus right now with... The costs of streaming have really brought down the whole company, and um, that caused um, an issue of the missing how much they were going to take. It also caused um, then the stock price to drop, and there's a whole other issue now coming in with some cost cuts that I want to get into a little bit more um, uh, after we talk about it now. But yeah, those subscriber numbers are certainly good. Yeah, and they're continuing to go up. They're just, you know, they're never going to get the boom that they had back at the beginning or when they launched into the major markets and but seeing it consistently going up is is what they want and yeah and it is at the moment there's still a couple more markets to to launch into yes they're launching in philippines um next week so that's going to be um a new launch and they've got um they've still got more countries to launch in but the majority of them are, are either they're in there's a lot of countries in africa they still got to launch in but and there's obviously i mean the two big markets really um obviously Russia and China that they just can't get into. So um, those two are kind of out at the minute in terms of being able to get into them. But it's good news on to subscribe from. Uh, it's kind of a bit of a thing of what's going to happen now is the essentially the content creation is all in st- the studios are all like full capacity now making content. However, things are going to get a little bit um, bouncy because after this quarterly results, um, Bob Chapek is going to have to be making some cost cuts. So he sent out a full memo last night saying they're going to be making some changes in order to make sure that Disney Plus is profitable by 2024. Now, they're introducing the ad-supported tier in the US next month, and then they're going to be launching it next year. That's expected to bring in a lot. They're putting the price up. I mean, it's going up $3 a month, um, about $30 a year in the US next month. So if you haven't already done so, and you're on a monthly subscription in the US or your three-year deal, I would recommend you look into doing the annual subscription because that will save you. I worked out if you're on a monthly subscription now and you're just paying it monthly, if you go over to annual, you could save $60 this year by just flipping over. Um, then that's, that, yeah, and again, you know, no affiliate or anything like that. We're just trying to help you guys um, save some money. So if there's a choice, you know, if you want to save some money, that is a way of doing it. Um, or alternatively, um, just maybe have it for a few months and then stop it and bring it back. And that's one way of doing it. Or, you know, let your mum have access to it, you know, that kind of thing. Because <laughs> I know my mum does. <laughs> yeah. It, 
I don't think it's a particular issue for you and I because uh, you know we're gonna be we're gonna be watching it one way or another. <laughs> yeah, so we, we're gonna be saying I'm gonna. I'll be honest. I, I am. I think right now, um, I'm. At, I, it just feel like I I just watch so much on on Disney Plus that I, I do prioritize it over the other ones because there's just so much things. But like I've been watching The Crown on Netflix. I've recently watched um, The Grand Tour on Amazon. You know, but I generally just don't. I mean, Paramount. I don't think I've even fired up for like two months. It's, um, yeah, it's. No, I yeah. I haven't had Paramount since Strange New Worlds ended. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I'm loading up. I'm loading up Netflix every once in a while. I'm watching Dragon Prince right now mm-hmm. on that, which is a lot of fun. If you liked uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, not to be confused yeah. with the giant blue people. <laughs> the Smurfs. Um, so getting back to Bob Chapek, he's going to be making some more big changes as they're cutting back on how much traveling the staff can do. There's a, f- a hiring freeze at the kind of at the middle and top end. It's kind of has been taking a little bit again out of context because it's kind of going around of they're not really trying to freeze like janitors and the people at the parks and all the rest of it. They're kind of really just not taking on new people in, in the executive ones. Um, so they're going to be making a lot of changes there. They're going to be making um, a lot more things. They want more going back to virtual meetings. You know, I think they, you know, they probably looked and the trouble is they're going to be able to look at what they did during COVID and go, we saved a lot of money. There. <laughs> and, then yeah. go, and then we've had a year of everyone like traveling and going, mm. and obviously they offset it against the price of the cost, but maybe flying your yeah, doing premieres in like every single country around the world is that a necessity you know it's, it's very tricky right and i think a lot of companies would actually like to to go for a leaner work from home style or or a decentralized location style mm-hmm. but a lot of them have uh have very long-term leases on their buildings or own the buildings and uh, they have and, to and some of them just some of them just don't like people working from home um and kind of it, old school thing yeah that's definitely it's gonna... true as well so we're going to be seeing some changes. Now, I also think they are going to be, um, they don't want to sacrifice the quality or the strength of their unrivaled um, synergy machine, but we want to make some cost cuts. So, uh, and I think we're going to see a little bit of this with the content. I think we're going to start seeing um, some projects. And I don't know if we, and they have said they've already started. And it kind of does feel that way of, I think anything that's not really good is going to get sliced much quicker. You know, cancellations of shows that um, maybe haven't performed are going to be more brutal. I think we've seen it in the past few months here on Disney Plus International. You've not really had it so much in the United States yet. You've had a few things removed. Low, low um, viewed content that's costing them money because they have to pay the cast and the people that made them every basically every year that um, this stuff's on there. They've been trimming stuff off internationally. All the all the cancelled shows, all the movie. And a lot of this, I think, is, is, is to reduce the budgets. I think this is about um, cutting costs. And I think we're starting to see this. I think we're going to see maybe less. They might take less risks on content and what they're doing. They might cut the budgets on some of the shows. Maybe, like, I don't know, and or season two might be slimmed five, ten million. You don't know. But um, not saying they are. But you're going to start seeing this across everything. So we're probably going to see less content being made. Definitely. Yeah, I think even without the current financial situation, this was kind of inevitable, though, because you look at the budgets for some of the shows like Loki and uh, you know Falcon and the Winter Soldier and or and so on. And you recognize, well, how are they making the money back? Because streaming, you get a flat fee every single month from your subscribers. It's not like if I spend extra money on Loki, 
I'm getting extra money back from subscribers. You might draw in subscribers who are who are new subscribers or returning subscribers, but it's very hard to show like that Loki specifically is making money or She-Hulk mm-hmm. specifically is making money. And yeah, they, they put a lot of that money forward as kind of a digital version of a lost leader where get people in the front door. And now that we're in, uh, we can kind of cut back a little bit and, and hope that people just keep paying the subscriber fee. And I also think we are going to see a slowdown. Um, I think we've already been, I think we've already been seeing it with the, the Marvel projects of how many series there are. I don't think three or four series a year is sustainable, not just from a creative point, because I think there is, but there is an aspect that it's, you know, burning out the customers. It's, it's, you know, the quality is a lot less, but the budget, you know, they're spending too much money on. I think that's why the shift to the special presentations are going to happen more. I think we're going to see more of this. Um, I think we're going to see less of this, like Star Wars and Marvel overlapping. These kind of things are going to, I think they're going to, it would make sense, like from Marvel's point of view, to maybe bump Agatha, the Agatha series back a couple of months and spread the same thing with the Star Wars stuff, spread them out a little bit more. Um, so you get, do we need them all at the same time? And I, I think, like from a viewer's point of view, it's been great having all this content, but it does feel a little bit like, oh, another Marvel thing. Oh, another, you know, that Marvel logo coming up was becoming a weekly occurrence. It was like, you know, it was losing that impact. I kind of liked, uh, I think it was 2021, when you'd have a Marvel show, week break, you'd have a Star Wars show, week break, uh, and then a Marvel show. And there was no overlap between them. And you kind of had that little breather and you could Mm -hmm. kind of go back and forth between them. Of course, we saw recently like Andor and She-Hulk were overlapping and some of the other shows going forward have some overlapping schedules. I don't really buy into the whole fatigue thing as long as the quality is good. But even on this show, we're kind of occasionally going, yeah, you know, this was a weak uh, episode for She-Hulk, not up to standards. Uh, or, you know, Miss Marvel right in the middle where those couple episodes yeah. are like, what's going on here? I uh, can't say the same about Andor so far. We'll no. talk about that later. But, you know, not every show is going to ha- have the same level of quality mm-hmm. as that. And, you know, it, yeah, it's going to yeah. be an issue going forward. But again, if they can keep the quality up, it's fine. But have they been able to? I think a lot of people would say they haven't. Because I think it's also interesting. Uh, I look back at like what, um, what's what been on Disney Plus in terms of some of the originals. Uh, like It does feel like Night and Day sat here three years later to compare to that first year or two where it felt like we had a lot more um, fluff, a lot more. They were trying to find the place. I mean, we're still getting some of it, you know, things like Save Save Our Squad or the this Nutcracker show come. But I a one-off special, I can kind of, okay, that's just, you know, reality. To, you know, they're trying something a bit cheaper. But I don't, you know, we're not getting the same amount of reality TV shows. We're not getting, um, just feels like they've trimmed down. Maybe they realized the viewing figures are just not there to warrant this kind of stuff. And again, we do have to go back to the whole, you know, they couldn't create content during COVID. So they really were just kind of like, I need a show. Um, we need something to draw people in. Here is um, the science quiz show hosted by uh, Kirsten Bell or something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and today they're just like, no, we've got Andor and we've got uh, Ironheart coming out and things like that. So they, they don't need to kind of fill it in with these fluffs. They still are, obviously, because TV, you need to have diversity of content. You need to have the high tiers as well as the low tiers. But 
they don't need to just grab anything to stick it onto yeah. the platform. And I mean, I still think they're kind of this whole thing with what they're doing, like with the reality, with the uh, documentary stuff. It's like Save Our Squads and Limitless. You know, this idea that they do the binge drop for them, and I and it's like Limitless is a really good show. Um, I think like it might have helped for having it coming out weekly. Um, because I, I, I'll be honest, I found like six episodes. I mean, I had to spread it out a little bit and I had to watch them all. Um, I think if I was, if they all dropped, I, that's the trouble. That's my one thing I would like them to maybe look at again, but they've obviously got the stats and ability. It does feel like now National Geographic is able to like throw some more, uh, more stuff on there. And also, I think it wouldn't make a bad idea for them to put like Limitless on National Geographic as well. You know, put it on the channel. You know, they're doing it more and more. Um, they are doing this more and more, but. Yeah, I'm, I was just looking here at some of the, you know, some of the things of like, you know, like the days of like the big fib and, you know, things like that just, you know, seem to have kind of bit kind of, we've kind of moved a little bit away from those kind of stuff right now. But they do occasionally pop in because like we had the quest earlier this year, yeah. which I mean, it, it might have thrown a little bit more of a budget at it than some of these other ones, but that definitely falls in the category of very small audience. Mm. Uh, most people are probably not even going to realize that it's out there, but they're still, you know, trying it out and mm-hmm. seeing if it if it's worthwhile for them to continue continue mm-hmm. with it. It's definitely going to be interesting how all this comes together. I mean, I think we are going to see a little bit more of a drop. I think now with the international drops, it kind of boosts it up. The one key thing that I definitely feel like, and you can see this, like if you ever look at like what's coming here to like the UK or on Singapore or Italy or anything like that. When you look at the weekly release schedule, um, and I'm going to bring this up just so I can um, look at it here. And so you can see where when they have so much content, they're probably going to be able to really kind of um, spread it out a little bit more. Because uh, so I'm just going to bring this up here now. So this is what's come out in the uh, in Singapore this week. And one of the interesting things, what I want to think of, of what this would do when eventually, when like if they can sort out Hulu, why they can start cutting some of the big shows because this is just this week in Singapore. So you've got shows like Revenge of the Others. You've got lots of um, like Korean shows like Shadow Detective, Golden Spoon. But you've got a new show, Alaska Daily, Andor. You've got Reasonable Doubt, Station Nineteen, Met Mysterious Benedict Society, Mighty Ducks, Kardashians, Sumo Do, Sumo Don't. More international originals. You've also got um, you know, ones like Save Our Squad, which obviously everybody else has got. Zootopia Plus. That's just half of it. We then had another half with 911 Season 6. Um, that's just started here in the UK as well. You know, some more do- documentary stuff. New episodes of American Horror Story, Atlanta, Family Guy, Grey's Anatomy, um, The Walking Dead, Rescue Me. You know, all this stuff coming in. And we're getting this a lot of this also internationally. You look at it, they don't need to be spending as much money internationally with all those other shows dropping stuff in on Disney Plus. Right. And as uh, sure, some of it's legacy content, like the season drop for Rescue 911 and things like that. But yeah, the, with that much coming in, you don't need to worry about having the big fib to, mm. to fill in space. And it's frustrating that it's not the case over here as well. Yeah, well, I think, but I think this is ultimately—they're looking to make cost, make some cost cuts, and one of the big ways they can cut cut costs is um, mergers and stuff. And I, I think you know that it might not happen for a while. There, one of the interesting things with the quarterly results this past week was 
No mention of general entertainment. No mention of Hulu. There, this was probably one of the most boring um, quarterly results I've heard of a while. There was diddly squat. It was basically along the lines of, we know the numbers are not good. We're going to get hit. We're kind of hiding it on election day, so there was less attention. But this was, I mean, it wasn't dreadful, but there was, it was, yeah, there was just, there was no big news this week. And um, they were all I obviously mean, focused on Black Panther, but yeah, it was a bit of a light, it was a very light quarterly results. I mean, to be fair, the quarterly results is not really where you're supposed to be announcing no. new stuff anyway. They never announce, it's, it's never normally the announcement of, um, like shows and movies and stuff, but you usually get like, oh, we're going to be launching in this country. Uh, right, here's right. some more information about, um, yeah, just like in general. But I think at the minute it's along the lines of we're cutting costs. Um, it's been kind of interesting looking at the feedback um, to the news of them freezing job hires and cutting costs and stuff. And then people go, oh, the parks. So, you know, they, and it's like, yeah, but then it's not the people at the bottom level that, that this is not really about. Um, the parks it's this is about this, the streaming area is losing money and they need to get it up fast they need to be this area needs to be profitable in a year and they're going to make it there because they're going to basically cut costs put the price up bring in ads and that's how they're going to do it um and unfortunately until the to the streaming division can get up a bit it's going to hit the parks division because they're pulling in from that division but they were it was always that case that they wanted to be profitable by 2024. Now they're just really ramping it up because it was essentially that way, isn't it? They got out into 160 odd million and then you raise the prices. That's much easier than raising it and then, you know, trying to get people in afterwards. Right. Like I said earlier, you kind of have that lost leader. Let's start at a low price, get people hooked and then raise the price. Sure, people will quit. But the number of people that stays will be larger than the number of people that quits. It's not, hmm. not really yeah. my favorite tactic. But it is one that's been shown to work yeah. over the years. It's, it's, it works for everything. I mean, a lot of places will you know they'll get you in cheap. I know a lot of people there. They, you know, now like with Disney Plus Day today, a lot of their you know founder circles have kind of ended, and they know or maybe not had to think about subscribing for the past three years because they got that deal. And they go, are there any deals? And like, why is it? It's like it's gone up a lot. Like, yeah, it's gone up a lot, but it's been going up annually um, because it was never it was never going to be able to stay at those price. It was never going to be able to stay at that price. But every other streamer is putting up their price. Um, you know, Amazon's put it up. Apple's put it up. Netflix has put it up. And we're going to see more of this. I, I, it's kind of interesting of, like, looking at some of the people. And I would say this kind of thing of, like, trying to put Disney in a separate bracket that the magic doesn't affect it the same way. Um, but every business is going to be, you know, we're seeing it with all the big companies are freezing employees. They're free take dropping staff they're dropping products that aren't working because it's going to be a bumpy two three years ahead and if this is not just in the us disney plus is in 100 100 plus countries everywhere is feeling the pinch not just one country all of them are and they're going to have to make some change and it's it's going to be changes everywhere yeah and and again it's not just disney plus this is a no. you know a what would you call it a cost of living crisis that we're going yeah, into that's what, that's what it's cost that's what they call yeah. it over here yeah, and it's 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 going to be rough. Um, having said that, no, I wish they wouldn't raise the price, but obviously we have to accept that that's just the way things go. My only thing is with this with this three dollar price rise is I think had it been a dollar, I'd have been like, yeah, okay, I wouldn't even wouldn't yeah, like fine, a dollar a year. That's not um, you know that's that's for a dollar a month, fine. 
but three dollars a month and you're giving the same product that's when you're like that's a bit of a that's 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 a stinger that's not good that's not good at all especially and i don't think we're going to get it now i don't think we're going to get that big drop of content on the 8th of december um, no, I think we would have heard something by now if they were going to drop some content. Well, we're only talking like three weeks, three, three and a bit weeks away now. Um, if they were, I mean, they might do a last minute, they might be a last minute deal to kind of hype it up. But I would have thought they would have wanted to take the sting out of people. Um, I don't know. It's it's very odd. It's But I, I have a feeling now that this they're not going to be doing any major changes until they can get out of this Hulu deal. I think they will want to drop something to distract from it, but it's not going to be anywhere near like the the star deal a couple of years back because that that worked well enough. We're raising the cost of Disney Plus, but we're functionally adding Hulu into mm-hmm. Disney Plus in the UK and and things yeah. like that. So the content drop was huge. This one, I I could see something along the lines of like the Daredevil uh, mm-hmm. Netflix shows and stuff how those dropped yeah. on recently. I just don't know what would be at the same level as that. Well, I, I personally feel like some sitcoms and some dramas would be very mm-hmm. good. But it's very interesting as well that the day after the, or a couple of days after the ad tier drops in, they're dropping a new National Geographic retrograde documentary, which is going to be out in cinemas. And it's going to Hulu as well. But this is going to be like an MA um, movie. It's about, world, it's about the Afghan war. It's pretty mature. And it's like, hmm. This is they are starting to drop stuff in. Um, that's a little bit more mature. And I, I definitely feel like that one is gonna be one that's gonna be it's like, oh, that that to me is a signal of like, okay, you're willing to put like a, a war movie now onto Disney Plus. And they've got um, another one coming. Was it flag makers from National G? You know, they're starting to put a little bit more mature stuff on there. So maybe it's gonna be a drip feed again. Well, and even I think it was just this week I was browsing through the What's New tab and they had uh, Eyewitness D-Day or something mm-hmm. like that was was just added this week. So, yeah, the the that kind of content is starting to appear. And mm-hmm. I think it I think it's a good idea for them to do that. It it increases yeah. the range and does it. Yeah. It's a relatively safe way to go. No, we've, we've got more adult content. This These are war documentaries. Yeah. They're informational. They're factual. They're educational uh but uh, there's yeah. people dying in them as well so. I, yeah it feels like national geographic is the one thing you're like you guys could really use you know take take it all off of hulu make it there that that's the you know that's the hub you know move it away you know and put on there you know things like hot zone and maybe bark skins and some other um you know some of those dramas and using that geo because you can see they're doing it with marvel in that geo where they're going what things on there but we're just doing it very slowly mm-hmm. we don't want to rock the boat too much but yeah so that's that's all of the cost cutting and the investors call let's start jumping to some more fun stuff um this past week it was revealed that i'm um, lucasfilm are apparently working on a new indiana jones series we don't yet know anything about it uh, what did you think of that idea i mean i'm fine with it uh it'll it'll depend on what they want to do with it do they want to do it in modern times they want to go back and do like the young indiana jones that that many of us grew up with or I'm, de- I'm definitely down for it. Indiana Jones is a fun franchise, but until we get more details, it's hard to be like, yes, this yeah. is going to be fantastic. Or, yeah. oh, I kind no, of, let the it's kind of like, <laughs> if you're going to reboot Indiana Jones, it's like, I kind of want like a proper Indiana Jones. I don't want it a watered down Disney Plus version. I'd like a, you know, I kind of feel like we're at a point now where I, I'll be honest, episode, the fifth movie, I think would have been better to start again 
while you know Har- and or pass the torch on to Indiana Jones Jr. or something like that. You know, I thought that's what they were doing with the last movie, but they didn't go in that direction. Um, but yeah, it kind of like I don't you know, especially like we've got the new National Treasure series coming up. It's like it's yeah, we might, I mean it's probably years away, but yeah, it's kind of like. I kind of want Indiana Jones like properly to be a proper thing rather than um, something. I wouldn't say cheap, but it's it's a little bit more. It doesn't have the same impact. I mean, we'll have to to wait and see. Like if they want to do it as a a reboot and have it set in the 1930s, 1940s with him fighting Nazis and mm-hmm. going after you know the Holy Grail and the Ark of the Covenants or similar treasures, I could get behind that. Uh, but we'll, again, we have to wait and see for the details. Um, it is Indiana Jones, though. The, it still carries weight. It still ca- has name recognition. So not too big of a surprise. No, and also um, kind of depends. Like, could they modernize it and bring it up to now and kind of a new mo- a new Indiana Jones? But that would kind but of it, lose the essence, wouldn't it? It would kind of lose the essence, and then it would feel like, well, it's just national treasure, or yeah. national national treasure and Indiana Jones are competing for the same space, and. I mean, you could modernize it a, a little bit, move it up to the 60s, move it up to the 70s, mm. but I really don't want Indiana Jones today. Yeah. I, I don't want him running around in, in the modern <laughs> Yeah. I, yeah. We don't want him, and he's you know talking into the earpiece like, oh, I need you to hack the door. Can you? And you know, yeah. all that stuff. No, yeah. I, I much prefer the, the, the grittier uh, mm. Indiana Jones where it's you know mostly just fancy stunt work and uh punching nazis honestly yes right let's now talk about um it's obviously disney plus day or the original disney plus day today so we've actually got a, a brand new release which only dropped this morning um which is i'm just bringing it up is zen grogu and dust bunnies so <laughs> earlier this week um well this kind of originally got um announced on disney plus's social media in italy quickly got pulled down and we didn't know what it was um I, we thought with the Zen title that it might have been just like um, like a Zenimation or um, some kind of cheapy kind of like, I don't know, like AMSR kind of thing. But no. Um, and then in the week, then it was revealed that, that Disney or Studio Ghibli, who are behind a number of major Japanese things like Spirit Away and stuff, um, were working with Lucasfilm. Again, no details. Didn't have anything. Was it? A new film was it a short was it a series was it visions we don't know they then put out a little image of like one of them working with grogu which was like okay they're doing something with grogu that was like ah that this kind of could tie up and then last night in the middle of the night i woke up this morning and this was the press release and it's out today so zen grogu and dust bunnies three minutes long two minutes hand-drawn animation um it's nice it's fine um yeah um it's cute i mean <laughs> that's the kind of thing of like, you know you're doing some cost cutting yeah this could have been one, <laughs> and one of those things <laughs> it it's bigger as promotional value than it is yeah. as the actual animation but um because studio <laughs> ghibli is of course yeah. a huge huge company over in japan and even here in the states and europe but yeah it, it's just a three minute animated short no dialogue basically no plot to speak of other than grogu interacting with uh you know the soot spites from uh sprites from uh spirited away and it's cute it's fun it's three minutes long i mean it's i it's like it's nice but it's that kind of thing like i i wanted i wanted something a bit more meatier that i wanted i, I wanted like 
I, to be honest, I wanted a, a movie with with Lucasfilm and and Spirited Away working together or doing a Star oh. Wars. This, I'm hoping this is just the start of a, of a of a new um partnership and this this is their way of like announcing. But very, I mean, they they obviously they didn't even bother. I mean, the press release like literally came out a couple hours um before it came out. But yeah, it's fine. It is what it is. I just I I'm kind of a bit like oh, I want to love something a bit more beatier. I mean, it, it is very cute, and the animation is very well done, and, you know, Grogu looks adorable, and the, the soot sprites look adorable, but, yeah, when they, fir- when they first started teasing this, I was like, oh, Visions, this could be uh, Studio Ghibli doing a flagship uh, Visions project for season yeah. two of that, and, I mean, this doesn't mean they're not, uh, like you said, this could be the start of something else, but definitely when you're kind of going, oh, Ghibli and, and Lucasfilm's project a three-minute animated short of Baby Yoda kind of spinning in circles and dancing isn't really what you're picturing. Uh, so yeah, I agree. I hope this is the beginning of a partnership between them, even if it's only a couple of projects. Yeah. Um, it's also yeah. It also got a lot of people excited because obviously um, Studio Ghibli a few years ago announced they'd done a deal with HBO Max in the US and Netflix mm-hmm. internationally. This just stirred that whole pot right up with all their classic library. Going, and I'm going. Well, the US like like. Okay, you know, if the HBO Max deal is coming to an end, um, I mean, Aslav isn't going to pay for it. So <laughs> somebody else yeah, is no. going to come in. I yeah. mean, talking so, about com- yeah. talking about companies that are you know cost cutting at the moment. I mean, obviously, it's not as extreme as it was uh, two months ago when they they cut like a huge amount of properties off there. But if they're looking to save money, um, a distribution deal with Studio Ghibli could definitely be on the chopping block. I don't know how long their distribution deal uh, lasts for the moment, though. I think that's why Disney was able to get out of, like, Harry Potter, not Harry Potter, Doctor Who and all the bits and pieces. That would be... Harry Potter would be good. That would be hilarious (laughs) if Harry Potter came to Disney+. Plus. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they keep leaving HBO Max. But yeah, so that's that one. Right, so before we jump into some of the news, a quick and big hello and thank you to all of our Patreon YouTube channel members. So a big hello to Sarah. Thank you so much for your continued support. At the platinum level. Um, hello to Andrew Elliott, Jacob Caleb Red Marsman, Aero, Cody, Daniel, Darren, Lauren, Paul, and Babak. We also um, a big hello and thank you to Tim, Chuck, David, Mamoud, Raphael, Adam, Dana, Ricky, Dave. My VCL still works. Bina, Joshua, Dawn, Martin, and Sarah. Thank you for your continued support on YouTube. We'll be live on YouTube um, with another Q&A this week, so make sure you get your questions in in advance uh, on that one. Right, let's now talk about some reviews. So um, one I I forgot to mention, uh, this past week um, I watched Limitless, a brand new series that's coming to Disney Plus on Wednesday. There's going to be six episodes with Chris Hemsworth. Each episode is about 50 to an hour long. And I actually just posted earlier uh, today uh, an interview with the executive producer, Arif. And um, we had a really great conversation about the show the other day. So definitely check that one out as well. Um, so this new series is, it's just hit, uh, Chris, he, he, wants to, he wants to have a good life uh, in terms of age. How can he extend his life? You know, um, you know, he's obviously in a very good physical shape. But could he get any better? And so he does a number of different challenges. He's like surfing in the snow and like trying to get do the cold water technique. He's also trying to rope climb up um, off of off of the Blue Mountains on a on a cable car. He's also doing some other things like trying to improve his breathing. He went on a fasting diet. Um, he also did um, a really good one, which was you know about um, 
just acceptance and like acceptance of, of what it's like being owed and putting on like a suit. They had to do something a little bit different with that one. Um, I got told by Arif that they basically they couldn't go into a nursing home because of COVID, so they had to kind of create something separately for that one. But Chris is such a nice. It's a really just really it's his. He's got such a laid back attitude, but he obviously wants to learn. I found the feasting one very interesting because I think he did this one just before he started bulking up for four. Um, this is why you see it. You see this a lot in the in the strength episode where he's bulking up, and this is why it's some of the challenges he was doing for that. But yeah, the fasting one was like it's, it's bad enough doing it just like for one day, let alone doing it for four days. And he and he eats. He's not like he's a, you know he's a big guy. He needs he needs a lot of food. But yeah, so really good show. Um, definitely watch it. I'm gonna get six episodes. I probably suggest like watching it over a few weeks. Don't. I, it is fun to watch, but I did, I I had to break it up into chunks because it was they're quite long episodes, um, but a, a really good series. Yeah, and and I have not seen it yet, but yeah. looking forward to checking it out this this coming week. And I mean, Chris just in general, he's he's very charismatic. He's got a great yeah. presence, so that I think this will be a good series. And I know it's not really under the National Geographic's logo, but I'm hoping that it'll it'll increase people's awareness of the number of documentaries that are available on the series it's amazing it's amazing how many people thought it was a it was a series limitless was like the movie it's like right no, no, this is been pushing it but it's really good if you enjoy these kind of things you know, like the ones like with will smith and um you know jeff goblum and all the rest of it these these are the ones you know these are all those kind of things so i really enjoyed it we also had to save us sorry yeah. that the, the difference between Limitless and Jeff Goldblum series, though, is... Well, actually, is... they're the same creators, because Arif was... Because right. made both. But they're obviously very different in terms... But they're both very quick-witted, very smart, mm -hmm. um, very, like you say, charismatic. They can pull it off and stuff. Um, so that was good. Um, yeah, my, but it's, it's just... Yeah, it's definitely cool with that one. Uh, we also got Save Our Squad with David Beckham, a new six-part series. That one dropped on Wednesday last week. Oh, did you watch it? I watched the first episode and decided well, I'm not going to finish it off. Yeah, I I'm I only watched the first two because um, they sent me screeners beforehand, so I watched it, and it was the trouble is for me is I'm not a big fan of football. I know I'm British and I should like football, but I don't really like football. Um, and this and David Beckham has always been a little bit bland to me he's always been you know he's very talented you know i growing up watching you know, he was like one of the top stars when i was younger uh but the problem is for this one and it's and it's the problem welcome to Re it's just come off like two weeks after welcome to rex and finished which was a show that we both watched and loved and it was 18 episodes and we've been what it was i really wished it held off on save our squad for a couple more months because dropping it right after Welcome to Wrexham for me was like, well, guys, I've just watched a really good show where we did a pretty much the same thing, but with adults instead of kids, and it was much more fun. And that was my, and I think that was my big problem. Was just like, I don't like football enough to sit through this because it's not entertaining enough. If you like football, I know a few people and that really enjoyed it, but it doesn't for me as a general end, general entertainment. Welcome to Wrexham was a far superior show. Well, part of that is that Welcome to Wrexham wasn't really about the football so much. It wasn't I sure the final episode was like 90% that last game that they played yeah. in the previous season, but the majority of the the season was 
this is what it means to the town of Wrexham. This is these are the financial decisions. These are the coaching decisions. You got to disconnect yourself from the feelings of it because this player or this coach just mm. isn't doing what you need them to do. And you may really like the guy, but uh, sorry, you got to cut him and or trade him for someone else. Whereas uh, Save Our Squad is much more about the actual game. It's much more shots of them playing. So if you want to watch uh, soccer slash football being played by a bunch of kids and losing pretty badly, here you go. Yeah. But at least in the first episode, it, it was not, you know, like, why should I care about these particular kids? They they had some interesting stories and definitely some of them coming from less privileged and kind of raising up. But at the same time, um, yeah, why, it's just, it's just why should I? Just nothing, nothing pulled me in. And there was like kind of like David Beckham. Like, I used to play in the league. She didn't even play for this club. Yeah, so it's no, he like, played in the it, league. Yeah, so it's like well, yeah, it was just a little bit of like if you like soccer, it's good. But Welcome to Wrexham is just a better show. It's just and and it, they're so. And I know that there's a, there are some differences, but the core fundamental is very similar. Clubs at the bottom end of their league need to get up, and celebrities coming in uh, you know yeah ryan came in with some money and beckham just come in and like did some prep talks and the the other thing is these are both vanity projects right welcome yeah. to rexham and saver squad they're both vanity but the two guys ryan and and um rob in welcome to rexham are very self-deprecating about it they're aware and and also you get the aspect of they're not coming into this to make vast amounts of money. They actually feel invested in the team. Sure. Mm -hmm. It grows throughout the series. You know, originally, especially for Ryan, it's just like, yeah, sure. I'll join you. Yeah. They'll do your squad thing. And then by the end of it, he's like, yeah, we, we're almost, and you can see the enthusiasm. Whereas with Beckham, he has no specific attachment to this team. Yeah. He has no specific attachment to any of the kids. And he doesn't have, uh, we'll go back to charisma in this to, to kind of pull off. And there were many points in the first episode where I'm just sitting there going, this is Beckham patting himself on the back. Look at this great thing that I'm doing. Um, oh, and remember I was in Manchester and Oh, I was in the world cup and I made the the penalty kick that won or that sealed us into the end. Like, cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So what's and the then, and, the then, and then ran off to load of other international clubs because yeah, right, Re Real Madrid and, and so on <laughs> for, the, for, for, for money. Um, but yeah, so it's just that kind of thing. Of, again, it was just this is that fluff zone of like, and it is difficult because again, had it not been the welcome to Wrexham so close to it, it wouldn't have been such a such a kind of a straight up like. Well, I uh, just literally just sat through this. Yeah. It. We're being pretty harsh on it. If it had come out two or three Before months it. later, yeah, come out next year, come time early next year, might be a bit more sympathetic to it. I, I don't think I would have, I still don't think I would be like, yes, you should watch Save Our Squad because some of the core issues are still there. But when you have it contrasting with Welcome to Wrexham right there, it's like, now that if you, if you want some football stuff, go watch Welcome to Wrexham, go watch Ted Lasso. Um, I don't know. Maybe the last couple episodes of this are fantastic and they redeem the whole series, but well, that, I'm not going to find out. Well, that's the thing for me as well because I debinged like both seasons of Ted Lasso just before Welcome to Wrexham, so it was that kind mm -hmm. of thing of like, bing, boom, boom. I'm going, well, this is just just way down the like, yeah the list. Of it. I, 
both of us have seen Ted Lasso very recently. We can't yeah. hold that against it because I like season yeah. two of Ted Lasso is what a year yeah. and a half yeah. old or something. So that that's not the fault. That's just coincidental for when we watched it. But at the same time, if you want quality football content, you've got these other options available. Yeah. Right, let's now shift over to Zootopia Plus. We got the first, or we got six shorts. They dropped on Wednesday. Um, what did you think of these? Uh, up and down. Some of them I really enjoyed, and some of them, uh, actually, two of them I turned off halfway through. And these are only ten minute shorts, so that you know. Okay, um, so which ones did you did you not like? Uh, I was I really wanted to like the song one, the Duke Weaselton. What well, I, I, I really that. <laughs> I wanted to like it because, you know, we, we both, we like musicals. Yeah. We, we enjoy, the, and I, I went into it like, okay, it's a musical episode. And halfway through, I'm just like, this is just so tedious. What is, I don't care about this random one-off character from the movie singing about how he's going to make tons of money. And then, yeah, I ended up turning it off. Yeah. Um, but like, I really liked the first one. I like the, you know, uh, board, the, the bunnies. Board. It was fun. I, I got some few genuine laughs out of that one. It was really well animated. They weaved it into the train sequence from the movie. It was fun. But other ones, and the second one, the Rodentia one, I was just like, maybe if, if well, how about you You talk about that one? Because you, you, you do right. like Kardashians okay. and stuff. See, this one was the kind of, this one, I really, I enjoyed like the first, like it got a little bit at the end of the episode. But I actually kind of really, my wife was laughing quite a bit for this one because it okay, was just good. like, um, it did have that thing of like, they were taking the, the mick out of those reality TV shows. I did like this one. This one would be in my good pick because I did enjoy it. It, it was a bit tongue in cheek and I liked what they did. It's kind of funny because for me, like we had this one and therefore the Godfather of the Bride, the, the Godfather one was the opposite where I like, I don't really like this one. It, this is like this is being so serious that it completely countered Jude with the other one, and they're, obviously they're all supposed to go at this. I know they were doing the the genre thing for well, they say the genre thing, but they didn't even stick to that for some of them because like Hop on Board wasn't genre, and the restaurant one wasn't. They were just straight out of like the movie. So I didn't I didn't like the Godfather one as uh, that. I it was you know it just seemed like. Well, what, I don't know. That was the one episode I wasn't so keen on, and the, and the musical. Those were my, and also the the America's Got Talent kind of one. That yeah, just, the, uh... that felt completely out of character for the. Sh I know the Chef Bogo, obviously, you know, liked um, Shakira's and Gazelle, but yeah, that one was a bit like this one. No way did this happen at the same time with that character. Well, I mean that that was a dream sequence. So yeah, uh, so you know it was Claw Hazard. Yeah. Like on it on his desk, dreaming about dancing with Gazelle and stuff. So, yeah, uh, it's it's okay that uh, Chief Bogo is out of character and wearing this fantastic glittery makeup and all this stuff. But I, I actually went through the in the credits to make sure it was actually uh, Ibis doing the voice because at some points I'm going, I did too. This <laughs> is like, is it him or is it not him? I don't think that's him. And they're like, no, and it was, but the voice kept like moving around a lot, and I don't know what that was going on with it. Yeah, it's almost like he forgot how how Chief Bogo was supposed to sound or something like that, which <laughs> yeah. is funny because it's just it's just Idris Elba, and, you know, yeah. it's, it's his voice. But yeah, there were I ended up doing the same where I was like listening to it and I'm like, is that is that him? And I had to wait yeah. through the credits to to verify that it was yeah. in fact him. Um, I really enjoyed Dinner Rush. That was the that's probably my favorite out of all of them because again, it, it leans in on on Flash and and I. And as someone that had a cafe for 20 years and at the end of the shift trying to get rid of customers 
and get them off the tables of what tricks we used to do to try and do that. That whole thing of like, <laughs> I did have flashbacks to when a, you'd see a customer coming up to the door and you knew, like, you literally would be like, bring the, shut the door and lock the door when you saw them walking towards it because you're like, I, they're going to be here if, that's, uh, if they get here. I'm stuck here for another 45 minutes. <laughs> and you're like, it's already like a minute to, you know, we're about a minute to closing. I'm just like, yeah, no. <laughs> so yeah. Like, I I was looking at it very much. I could, I, I was so sympathetic to her, to her clothes. Cause I have been that, I have been in that situation and yeah, being so, with customers that are that slow. <laughs> I, I've never worked hospitality. I've never worked in a restaurant or hotel or anything like that, but I have done retail and it's the same there where, you know, especially when you're in a mall location or, or something like that. And you're like, the mall's closing at 9 PM and there's a person walking in the gate at 8.59 and you just know they're going to be browsing for a solid 20, 25 minutes. You're just hovering over them. Kind of like, I know when I used yeah. to, we used to work in the supermarket, the security guard, like 10 minutes before would be standing there and would be like telling people we're closing in 10 minutes. Um, mm -hmm. And they'll be like, we are, remember we are closing. So it's like moving. <laughs> so yeah. it was always that kind of thing. But yeah, it, I really enjoyed these. I do not understand why Disney held off on the marketing. They literally didn't drop the trailer until Monday and it came out on Wednesday. Um, and it was like, these are not this, like, that kind of thing. they're not bad. There's nothing really wrong with them. They're a great continuation of it. I know, I think people maybe got a little bit again expecting the because when Disney say they're a series, it's like it's not a series, it's a series of shorts. Um, but yeah. The, the, and no, like, real, hardly any promotion for this. And it was just such, a, such a shame because they're extremely well made. They're extremely well made. And I feel like Zootopia has been an underutilized property for Disney ever since it first came out. It's yeah. it's a really good movie. And it's basic, basically non-existent at the parks. I know uh, Judy and Nick. Build, yeah. yeah. Judy and Nick show up occasionally. Shanghai, they're, they're finally building a section mm. for that. But... Otherwise, it's one of those movies that tends to be forgotten, and I think it's actually one of the better ones. Um, having said that, from a technical perspective, Zootopia Plus is fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, I was continually impressed by the level and quality of the anima animation in it. It's just that the writing is kind of variable, and I think, though, it will depend on your background. Like, for me, the the real, real whatever of Rodentia... Yeah didn't click with me, but I'm also not a fan of like the Kardashians yeah. and uh, shows like that. Whereas I know you and your wife love to watch uh, the Kardashians every week. So that, that hits with you much. More. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, obviously. Yeah. We watched the Kardashians this week. So me and my wife, we watched that on there again, just they were getting ready for the Met Gala and it's just, it's just the same kind of stuff. Um, new episodes of Grey's um, also this past week, stay, uh, 911 season six start dropping weekly. Um, which my mom is really pleased at because again, <laughs> this is again that whole thing of like it starts, you know, you start throwing in Family Guy and Grey's Anatomy and Station 19 and 911. You know, you're starting to get a little bit more variety and stuff. But let's now, and also The Walking Dead, we got, I think we've got like two more episodes left here in the UK because we're about a week behind the US. But I'm, I love what Monday mornings is Walking Dead day for me <laughs> on Disney Plus, you know, as as as, as it should be. It's it's just such a great show um, to watch, but yeah, it's, it's just great to have that one. That's that's definitely. It's going to be a bit like oh, I got I got to go and find all the spin-offs next week when that when that one show ends. 
let's now talk about Andor. Um, so we're gonna kind of mix up like last week's and this week's episode a little bit. But what have you been thinking of these of the whole um prison break Star Wars? It's been really fun. I, I've enjoyed their version of the prison break. Um, I'm glad that they've given it time to breathe as well. Uh, you know, I was expecting the arc to end last week. Yeah. I think a lot of us were with episode nine, and now they just extended it out, uh, which I do appreciate. I, I, as much as I like the three that was episodes, only the second episode now, wasn't it? That was in the episode two. Uh, the break happened in ten, right? So that's what I mean. Like we would have yeah. expected the the breakout to occur in episode nine, following the yeah. three episode structure. But no, at the end of three, that's or sorry, at, at nine, that's when they find out. Oh, all the people on floor two were killed, and uh, mm. and he's finally able to convince uh, Gollum to uh, start yeah. the prison break with him. Uh, so I'm glad that they already are breaking up the formula a little bit. I've enjoyed the three arc or the three mm. episode arcs, but. Uh, kind of merging it into two one giant super arc for the end has been really nice um regardless of that i love both of these episodes they were so much that, fun. yeah i mean the whole prison because i i mean it, it just it felt so different because mm -hmm. and it was that kind of feeling of like okay so we're gonna do a different story arc but it's like take put them into prison and trying to get out of prison it's such a, a rebel kind of, you know, he's it, you know, and they're all in there and they're not getting out. And the and the base of the empire is basically stealing people, you know, it's, no, it's, it's, it's slavery, it's slavery, it's basically slavery, you know, no, it's and not, that's basically, it's not yeah. basically slavery, it is slavery, it's yeah, straight up. And you know, and they're, and they're all thinking everyone is looking, is, is aware of the situation, and um. Yeah, it's it's definitely it was a real hard hitting thing. Uh, visually, it was very um, it just it just looked so sleek, and it was just a different aspect to the empire, and it was it was just so good. And and everyone, you know, like the old guy, you know, them all, him basically dying and having a stroke, and like you know how just yeah, no one no one cared. Yeah, it this has done a really good job of showing you the evilness of the empire. Like obviously before now it's all stormtroopers and tie fighters and military oppression, uh, which is bad enough, obviously, mm -hmm. but this is showing how it impacts the lives of just random citizens. Cause Andor doesn't get arrested for the hut for the, mm -hmm. you know, the heist in the previous arc, he gets arrested for running on the beach and looking suspicious and that yeah. they have no proof of anything. It's just a, a shore trooper going, yeah, why are you running? Why are you sweating? And it's like, all right, off to jail. The for, only, for the six only years. thing I would have liked in the prison, um, it would have been nice if they had some aliens. It was a little bit that's, odd. That's true. Because it was like, they're not, they, I mean, there was one way of cutting your budget. But I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe the Empire would separate up species depending on it's that kind of thing. But that would have been something well, that. Yeah, I mean, they didn't, they haven't addressed it. They might. But. Um... In most canon, the Empire is highly xenophobic and mm. racist and stuff. And they use the alien species for like the heavy labor work. Like yeah. that's what the Wookiees were were doing. Yeah. They were, you know, they were doing the heavy labor and so on. So it might make sense for them to split up, but but there are also humanoid aliens, you know, people with green skin, yeah. people with blue skin, and so forth. And these are all just regular yeah. humans in here. Yeah, that was just that was a little side thing. Went, but yeah, no, I mean, I've just the last these last two episodes for me, I kind of feel like those that I actually think they're my favorite part of the series. I think that um their story just seemed to there's a whole heist thing, um, him breaking away. Um, it does kind of feel weird. Like, you know, we're at like episode 10 now, we've got two more to go. And this series has just got so much more meat. Just you know, you you, you feel like you're watching it, I feel like I'm watching a proper show. 
And I think mm-hmm. that's such a difference. And it is, again, it's more humanoid. You know, we got problems with, you know, the officer with his mum, you know, the mum oh, issues. Okay. And um, and it's just, you know, and him eating his, like, green sugar puffs. And, yeah, it's just, yeah, this, this is such a good show. And it's kind of, it's been this weird thing online of, like, everyone talking about how good it is. But the ratings and the viewership and the, the comments, you know, there's not a lot. There's a lot of people going, it's great. And then people going, oh, I got, you know, some people going, I got a bit bored of it. Or I did. And it's like, because it doesn't have the buzz and the little, you know, the cuteness factor and it doesn't have the, the wow and awe of uh, the two. It's, it's, but I think adult, there's a lot of adult viewers that are really appreciating the, 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 the this kind of story. Yeah, I mean, if you're going into it with Mandalorian, Boba Fett, um, Monster of the Week, there's going to be a big gunfight or a yeah. spectacle, starship battle, everything. Yeah, you're going to get bored because this is a much more slow. But like episode six is legitimately my favorite Star Wars episode mm-hmm. um, from the live action series on uh, across Mandalorian, Boba Fett and this show and Obi-Wan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, you want a spectacle. Episode six was fantastic. That was, mm-hmm. you know, the the end of the heist arc. Uh but yeah, if you're a kid and you're, you're expecting lightsabers and duels and stuff, I I could definitely mm-hmm. see. And I've talked to multiple people who've been like, oh yeah, I tried Andor and I just gave up after episode one. I'm like, no, episode one, it gets so good after episode one, which unfortunately, you know, is fairly common. You, you watch an episode, eh, it didn't grab me, move on to the next thing because there's so much media out there. This is one of the shows where if you gave up after episode one, uh, legitimately give it another shot because mm-hmm. it really gets going. Yeah, uh, I'm, this is great. It's just a shame we're gonna have to wait a couple of years for the for season two. But so we've got two more episodes to go. Um, so let's go. Uh, yeah. The biggest challenge is if if I wasn't doing this podcast, I might actually not watch up next week's episode and instead watch the two episodes together. Um, yeah, when... see, I I'm actually, I'm in the exact opposite situation where Disney mm. has actually sent me the the next two episodes. I hate you, and I and I have not watched them because I. Especially like with this kind of podcast, I don't want to jump ahead because I can't remember where the episode. And it's like, if I if I jump ahead, I'm like, and I also and I'm gonna, and this, I do love watching it in 4K. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there is that kind of thing of like, I almost like I I yeah, I didn't. I might watch. I mean, my problem is going to be is like Wednesday when well, when the fun. I might then have a problem of. I might right. Yeah. It's right there. I can watch it. Because the thing I, is, it's the thing is, even if I watch it, I'm embargoed, so I can't talk about it. So I don't want to. It's like kind of, I, especially with a long running show, it's sometimes a little bit hard to like remember where they end and where they start and stuff. But yeah, we, it's it's really tricky sometimes. Like it's it's there. I could watch it. <laughs> we've we've definitely had that problem before where where you've watched like six episodes and you're like, where did episode one end? So I don't talk <laughs> about episode two. Uh, the other thing, I don't know if everyone's aware of this, but when you're talking about uh, screener copies, mm. you know, they, sometimes they don't always have the special effects done. They have big giant branding yeah. across them. Like uh, we're talking like giant watermarks because <laughs> they, they want to know, Hey, Roger, record screen records episode yeah. 12 throws it on youtube there's just going to be and, a giant and, thing and it. disney can be really really bad on on one of on one of the apps it is it is and i'm gonna say this this is why i do like watching stuff sometimes again uh when it drops because yeah it is it is huge um it is, it is very so yeah, that's why i like watching them in 4k with all the colors and um bits and pieces um but yeah so there we go so that's why next week i will be talking about the santa clauses and disenchanted so that'll be on next week's podcast because they come out they come out on wednesday uh, and Thursday, friday next week so i know we'll be talking about, yeah, yeah that sounds right yeah 
So we'll be talking about them next week. Okay, so now I'm going to go into Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. Right, so quick note here. We're going to be in spoiler zone. Okay, so if you haven't watched Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, because I... I don't it think just came out. So. It's just literally just come out, but we thought we would do it at the end of the episode. If you haven't seen it, um, thank you very much. For yeah, yeah. Um, come back when you've watched it. Um, if you have watched it, we're now going to talk about it. So I just want to give, give you guys a little bit of a heads up before we get into that one. What do you think of Black Panther Wakanda Forever? It had some very good high points to it, but the vast majority of it was kind of, not mediocre. It was above mm. average, but... Mm, yeah, it's yeah. kind of funny because this has been like one of those weird ones because there was a lot of a lot of good like reviews. There were some really big reviews coming through. Everyone talking about it and um, how good it was. And I kind of got to the end of it and I was driving home. And I'm like, it's a lot of stuff I liked, but it was and I and I kind of say this. It it was my least favorite Marvel film of the year. Um, I preferred Doctor Strange and Four. Um, I think the problem for this is. I loved Nemo. Oh, he was amazing. He was, he was fantastic. He, as, he was um, absolutely fantastic. I loved it. Ironheart wasn't needed. I know she was the principal fact of like what they needed to get the story moving, but she did not need to be introduced in this film at all. It took it just. I know it sets up the new Disney Plus series, and I. Sh but I'm not sitting here now going, "Yeah, yeah." It's like we've done the day, we've done the introduction. Like she's yeah okay. It, it, it's, I, I just don't think she was needed. And it was, they could have done something else in Wakanda that, or, or they just, did they need, or the scientists found the thing and were protecting it. It's like, what? You're going to protect your whole country for one scientist you've never met? I don't know. It, yeah. I think we're seeing uh, a setup for the younger heroes, you know, because we had like America yeah. Chavez in Doctor Strange and, uh, and obviously Riri here in, uh, in Black Panther. And I suspect that this is more of a long game situation yeah. uh where they're they're setting these characters up to be important in maybe phase six or yeah uh, even into phase seven something like that but i do agree it did feel like a bit of a distraction we're kind of like oh and she here she is yeah. the thing that bothered me with riri was they gave her this awesome suit this awesome iron man suit in black at the end of the movie and then they're like oh yeah you know that suit um yeah. when you get your disney plus series you're not going to have that suit sorry yeah, you're gonna have to rebuild it. It was a little, yeah, there's a little bit like, why would you not just give her the suits? I know it would have, it's like, if you're not gonna give her the suit, I mean, it's, it's kind of a rehash of what we saw with Spider Man, wasn't it? Like, here's like, we're gonna completely give you the biggest upgrade. It did look, it didn't look great. I don't know if it didn't they were look going great for a much, they were going for a much sleeker look than Iron Man, which is to traditionally had yeah. kind of more bulky and sharp angles, whereas hers is curved and you know, uh, yeah, you know, very. It's sleek. I'll keep using yeah. that word, honestly. So, yeah, it was. I, it's, it was kind of. We. I know there's. I was a lot. A lot of like the concept of death and dealing with death. I, I was surprised with how quickly they dealt with the death of Charla at the beginning, um, and just kind of went. He had a disease, and he went, and they couldn't stop it. And I was like, oh, that. It's like. Just you've just dealt with it and dealt with it as close to reality as you probably could do, and I'm like, okay, no, I and there is that kind of thing of like that they, they didn't there was no messing about with the 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 blip or anything like that, and I was like, okay, no, I I see where you went with that one, and it's like, yeah, and obviously you know like the opening scene, it was very obviously very quiet, um, yeah, it was a very, I, and I think this is and I've said this, but 
I like a little bit more humor in my Marvel, and this didn't have any humor. Um, I don't really think there was hard. I don't think there was a point when I laughed, and it was very somber, very, very you know. Yeah, and it's like, oh, and I realized I, I need a little bit of um, light in my yeah. Marvel. It's it's funny because one of the common complaints about Marvel movies is that they don't take things seriously. Yeah. You know, one of the big complaints about like uh, Thor: Love and Thunder and Thor: Ragnarok is that you have these very big important moments yeah. and then they're undercut with the humor, and that's one of the common complaints you see. Yeah. But at the same Shut time, I'm kind of like, <laughs> but that's that is something that I agree with. It's like. I'm, I do want the lighthearted alongside the serious, maybe not to the extreme of like, you know, in, in Love and Thunder, or sorry, in Ragnarok, when, you know, uh, Asgard is exploding and Korg is cracking jokes. Maybe that, maybe not there. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, Black Panther definitely feels kind of oppressive in that, like with the, the weight of everything. Yeah. But having said that, it is the core theme of the movie is loss, generation, uh, uh, Shuri trying to con or outright denying the mystical aspects of the Black Panther and yeah. and so on and so forth and that it's a core theme of the movie so I get it uh, but yeah it, it would have been nice to have a couple of more jokes in there yeah. in the, it, it, the trouble is this is where it is that situation of and you know it has to come back to that thing of like you know recasting of like I just feel like this should have just been held for another few years we didn't need it now um I mean, they kind of they've set up for five years down the five to ten years down the line, they can sort sort something out with T'Challa. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I was I wouldn't I wouldn't say I was disappointed with it. Um, I'm going to watch it again when it drops on Disney Plus. Um, it was a very good movie. Um, some amazing effects and stuff. It, it was good. Very long. It, it felt very long. Now, I was going to get to that. Uh, but finish your thought first. Yeah, it, it's just yeah, it was. I don't know. It's so. I think the trouble is, is Black Panther. The first movie was so fantastic that it was always going to be hard to follow up. Even harder to follow up when you take the Black Panther out of the Black Panther, right? You know, and it's like yeah, um, you know, it's like the big fight at the end of just like how you know, like what superpowers did you get from that? I didn't realize it was that superpowered, and considering how powerful he was. Um, you know, it definitely was, yeah, I don't know, very, uh, I enjoyed it, and I, I would give it like a four out of five, I, I, is, I would give it, a, but it was not, it did not blow me away in that same fact of, and I, like I said, it was very, it was very um, odd. Well, like I said, when it's on its game, when it's at its best, it's really good, it's up there with yeah. some of the best, like, uh, Angela Bassett had some amazing scenes, in yeah. fact, I know, I know Marvel movies, superhero movies in general, don't go to the Oscars or something. Yeah. But if you were going to nominate anything, Angela in yeah. the scene where she is talking about the loss of her her son, the loss of her husband, and now uh, Shuri getting kidnapped, yeah. that was an Oscar-worthy yeah. performance. Maybe not the winner, but definitely worth a nomination. She was fantastic. Uh, Shuri dealing with accepting the death of her brother yeah. and how she was not able to save him, so on. Great scenes. But then you've got this whole thing in the middle with uh, Namor attacking Wakanda and then just stopping. He's just like, yeah, mourn your losses. I'll be back without setting any date. I'm like, okay. That, I, I well, get this, it. He, I get that he, yeah. he's trying to get Shuri to come to his side. Yeah. Uh, they've got a bond. But yeah, just, just, you kill also just killed him. Yeah. <laughs> 
you just killed her mom and she just found her floating in the water. You, you're not yeah. going to win her over. Yeah, you're uh, now just like giving her a week to get prepared for a war, basically. Right. And then their plan to attack the Atlanta, uh, sorry, the Talacones yeah. or whatever the yeah. word they was, because they, they can't use Atlantis because yeah. that's from yeah. Aquaman now. But like you sent a single warship with a single pulse. It's like, what? You could at least build like five of them. What, what's going on here? It was, uh, it was a little bit weird. Like, we're going to take it to a secure. Like, it's like, why on earth would you do it in the middle of like of and not ocean, have air yeah. support above and, you know, like a hairy color or something like that to kind of, you know, yeah, why put everybody? It's a bit like, yeah, putting every, all your eggs in one basket. It literally one gigantic <laughs> warship basket that only has one weapon that's effective against yeah. your enemy. It's like, I mean, you're talking some pretty bad tactics here, and it, it's it's something that we've seen consistently with Disney films of this sort. Star Wars as well has been victim. Other Marvel movies have been victim, where the big fight relies on one side or the other or both just being completely stupid. Like yeah. Wakanda, you have generals, you have warriors, you have people who know basic tactics. What are you doing here? And then Namor, I don't even know what the heck. I know he has that scene at the end where, like, my plan has come together. Everything has gone like the the yeah. the uh, the Wakandans will come to us for him. Like your plan's stupid. What the yeah. heck were you? Yeah, it's a whole thing as well of him just being put in like one of the big um air dryers that you find at Universal Studios yeah. at the end of Pluto's barge. You're just like, we're just gonna dry you out. And like, like, okay. And yeah. he's got weapons uh -huh. that can destroy this entire thing. Yeah, I, it's and like, we're gonna get you to the desert. He's five feet from the water. <laughs> I know. The, yeah, you got him to the desert on the coast. Good job. But this this also leads into you know you mentioned the it was too long and it was way too long and this isn't like oh it's, it's fifteen minutes we're getting towards the end credit I'm checking on this like after the first Namor fight when he he just killed um, uh, Ramonda and stuff I'm yeah. I'm kind of like oh wait that wasn't the Oh, we have another hour of this. Well, and that's not the reaction that you want people to be having in the middle of the movie. Mm. No, it was all I says. I was really glad I was. Um, <laughs> I had a bottle of coke. I was. I was sipping it because it's like I got no chance to drink it for a three-hour movie. <laughs> so, yeah. And it was just like, yeah, I'm. I'm, pl I'm planning for Avatar: The Way of Water that there will be a water break. I <laughs> I, I will say, you know, when this isn't an Avatar thing, I've been very kind of blah on the Avatar stuff. The yeah. trailer, I don't know if we saw the same one, but the trailer in front normal. of this one actually looked uh, looked fairly good. And it was the first time I was like, oh, actually, this does look kind of interesting for Avatar yeah, 2. Well, I tell you what I did. Well, we had a trailer for Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, Steve. we did too. Yeah. That, was, that, looked, that looks a lot of fun. It, look, it, looks, it, looks, it looks like it a looks, film from, from the 1990s, but it looks a lot of fun. It looks absolutely ridiculously stupid, but in the right way. And yeah. uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Pine, I think yeah. it was. He looks he looks like he's having so much fun in that. So yeah, no, I, we didn't actually we didn't have a trailer for Strange World. There wasn't one. There was no Disney. Yeah, I was, so. I was surprised by the lack of a Strange World trailer. Um, uh, there was no. one for for the Shazam sequel of all things. We had one of those trailers. That doesn't out for another year, is it? I know. It's, yeah, it's way out there, and it's not even a Marvel movie. So it's kind of why you're advertising for the uh, for the competition over here. I know I the, the companies don't actually choose. Oh, there was the one are. movie with Gerald Butler out called Pl uh, Plane. I didn't. Um, I didn't see that one. Lands on a on a on an island, and it's taken over by like rebels, and he's gonna and Luke Cage is a, a criminal. Oh, that's right. Unlocking. Right. I'm like Plane. 
we're at that point now. I was just like, we've ran out of names. We're just going to call we're the not, movie Plane. <laughs> we're not even on snakes on a plane. We're just on plane. Yeah. So there we go. That anyway. was um, that was Wakanda Forever. I'm guessing a January release on Disney Plus. That's my. Um, I think we're probably going to go closer to maybe six weeks. It depends on the box office because I think it's going to be a big week. And I mean, I think they're looking like three hundred plus million. Obviously, going to drop week on week, but I kind of, it's like, are they going to? They're not going to want it around too much with Avatar two being around for the holidays. And but yeah, I'm, I'm thinking mid January, like they did with Eternals. January, maybe even early February. That sounds about right, though. And yeah. it'll depend on box office numbers. But obviously, with Thanksgiving coming up in the states and then Christmas after that we have a large number of blockbuster movies still to go at the yeah. end of this year. So I expect that this past week, we'll see some good numbers out of black Panther. We might see some good numbers this coming week out of black Panther, but it's going to trail off pretty quickly as the, mm. uh, the new releases start to take yeah. over. I'm not, ex I'm not expecting a bang on 45. Like we saw with Dr. Strange, I think probably a little bit later, like um, fall of thunder. I don't, I just, I just get a feeling that 45 days might be a bit quick for this one. Right. And I think that Disney especially wants to kind of push that those dates back. We've talked about it before. I think the 60 day window is probably what they're trying to get to, but they're going to mm. kind of creep it back bit by bit. Mm. Right. On that note, guys, thank you very much. We'll be back next week with another episode of the What's on Disney Plus podcast. Can't believe that would be in year five of the mm -hmm. podcast. That's kind of quite strange. I um, hope you all have a fantastic time. Let us know what you think of all of this in the comments below. Go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. You can find us again on all the different social medias, and we shall see you guys soon. Later. Later. Thank you very much for watching this video. Make sure you go check us out over at whatsondisneyplus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe. Also, a huge thank you to all of our supporters over on Patreon and also on our YouTube channel memberships. And I'll just see you guys in another video. Laters.